one work that you reference, a, a piece of architecture that you reference and you have a chapter about is the Parthenon. I visited the Parthenon a couple of years ago and was struck by the fact that here was a symbol of democracy by the classical definition of democracy uh, as the height of civilization. And yet today it's surrounded by what is basically a decaying country. And, and that sort of, sort of shows the, the rise and fall and that democracy isn't something that's guaranteed. It needs to be protected. Speak a little bit to the significance of the Parthenon. Oh, absolutely. And the only problem then is you're about 2,300 years late. Um, because the Athenian experiment in democracy was dramatic, it was original, it was the first one, and it failed in about 150 years. So one of the great lessons of David Sling is that freedom is not inevitable. And certainly going back to what you were just saying about the United States not being an unlikely hero, all of these states are. I mean, Athens is a rock. Rome is a swamp. Venice shouldn't exist at all. You know, Holland is underwater. Florence is flat. It's a market town. These are not places that you would assume are going to flourish. But because of the remarkable effects of democracy, and particularly democracy when married to free market principles, which is really central to the Florence, Venice, and Holland chapters, you have this remarkable both economic and creative flowering that allows for the creation of the works of art that each of these chapters study. So I think it's it's certainly not an exclusive arrangement between freedom and creative genius, but we, we have a wonderful pattern of these over time, uh, which when we trace them, I think gives us a new appreciation for what Western civilization has accomplished. 